return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God so much for such a wonderful day he has made. Um, there's one thing I always trust God for. That by the time you are done tonight, God would have ministered to you. Hallelujah. Just open up your spirit unto God and allow him to speak to you. Amen. Because at the end, it's about God. It's not about any man. So, um, before I begin everything, I want to thank um, the entire leadership of this church for giving me this opportunity to share the Word of God with you. I want to thank Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin and Angeline, and the whole church council and everybody for this great opportunity given me. I don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Alright, so, shall we close our eyes? Just close your eyes and... Just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just worship Him. Shalibando zavraski laba. Rabadila korandi basala basadi hos krobanasianda sorabaha. Just worship the Lord. Just bless His holy name. Just speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Rebando zandi balova likronas kapala dosaida. Rabando skipalo zandi branda skiparandi sadadaba. Yes, Lord, we give you praise. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I see your face. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Lord, you are beautiful. Father, you are so beautiful. Father, you are so beautiful. In all things, Lord, you are beautiful. In everything, Lord, you are beautiful, oh God. We are we stand amazed in your presence. We are overwhelmed by the quantum of beauty, Lord, you radiate. Said by you are the twenty-four elders, and the four beasts they flap their wings and they say, Holy, holy are you, Lord. There is none like you, O God, in the heavens and on the earth. 
none can be compared unto you. We give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Father, we just have one thing to say, thank you. Thank you for the gift of life and thank you for your love. We who never deserved but Lord you gave. Father, you imputed on us the grace of righteousness. And now I am the righteousness of God through Christ. I who never deserved someone like me, oh God, I can stand before you and be a vessel through whom I can communicate your message. Lord, it's a great privilege. Father, we say we thank you. Even this life that we have. Father, we say we thank you. We bless your name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can we open our eyes? Shalabandi bros kataya. So this evening, I want to share something God has laid on my heart. The last time, um, I think in the month of June, I shared with us walking in God's purpose. And that was part one. But tonight, I want to share with you part two of working in God's purpose. One key thing I want to bring to our understanding is that God doesn't just mistakenly bring a person on earth just to exist. But whoever God brings on earth, he gives you something called purpose. Purpose is the why of your life. Purpose is the reason for which you exist. Purpose is that which defines who you are. When everybody comes on earth, God gives you something called purpose. Therefore, it becomes very important as every child of God and as every person on earth to find that thing called purpose. Because let me tell you, when the master appears one day, what he will demand of you is what he gave you. What he, what he will demand of you is how you were able to walk in his purpose. The last time we met here, one thing I said was that walking in God's purpose is walking in his will for you. The purpose of God is his will for you. Therefore, if you are walking in God's purpose, that means that you are walking in his will for you. If that is the case, that means that if you are not walking in God's purpose for your life, that means you are working in another thing. That may not be his purpose for you. So on the day of accountability, what account shall you render unto him? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 21, that some may come before him and say that, Master, Master, I did this for you. I healed the sick. I, I raised the dead. I even prophesied in your name. And he said, I get thee behind me. Ye workers of iniquity. Then what I love is what he used to qualify the first statement he made. He said that you that did not do the will of the master. The problem is not with prophesying. The problem is not with just teaching. But the problem is did you find his purpose for you and work in it. If you want to be a doctor... You don't go to school and just study social science and study geography and go to college and you study courses related to people who want to do political science. You start taking courses that will enable you to become a medical doctor. So when you go to college, you take courses like chemistry, biology, biochemistry, and maybe human biology courses. Then after that, you continue further to write some exams and then you start your medical school. You don't go to school first year, second year, third year, and you haven't done anything related to science, you haven't done anything related to medicine, and you expect to be a doctor or a medical doctor. It doesn't work that way. 
That means that though you may be doing other things, but the fact that you are doing other things doesn't mean that you are doing that which you are supposed to do. Most of us confuse doing or doing many things to doing what you are supposed to do. But I want to submit to you tonight that there is a vast difference between pursuing what you think is right and pursuing God's agenda for your life. Hallelujah. So tonight, I want to share with us some five things that are necessary to help us identify God's purpose for us and walk in His will. Because if He comes and you didn't do His will, if He comes and you didn't know your purpose, you cannot blame Him. The Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. Your ignorance is not a license for an excuse. Because you are ignorant of something doesn't mean that when God comes, He will say that, oh, my daughter was ignorant that he was, she was supposed to be this. So I have pardoned her. If you have anything to do, if you have anything to search, if you have anything to engage yourself in, if you have anything to pursue to know who you are and to know your identity, it is now. It is not tomorrow. It is not next week. Because the day that Christ comes, the heavens shall be shut. There will be no mercies again. He will come as a different man altogether. And he shall demand accountability. What will you tell him? Oh, I pursued many things. That's good. <laughs> but did you do what I told you to do? Did you do what I told you to do? So I want to talk about five things, but maybe because of time, I may talk about just three today. And I think I started talking about it even the day that I started talking about purpose. The first thing I want to talk about is an encounter with the word of God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 to 5. That in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Other version says. Through him all things consist. Everything, whatever you can think of, whatever you can see, whatever you can feel, all things, he didn't say some things, all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that had been made. So, from the book of John chapter 1, how he just opens the scripture is, verse, is just awesome. He just want to draw our attention to our beginning. I, heard, I listened to one theologian, he said that there are two beginnings in the, in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 and John chapter 1. And it starts with, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So he makes us get to understand that who we are is as a result of his word. What we are is as a result of his word. What we see on earth Whatever consists on this earth is as a result of his word. Therefore, for you to be able to know who you are, for you to be able to know your identity as a child of God, for you to be able to know your identity as a person, if you have an encounter with his word, if you, are not, if you don't have that encounter with his word, you might miss it. Don't mistaken movement for progress. Don't mistaken doing something to doing what you're supposed to do. Consult the master. Consult the chief architect. Consult the master builder. Consult the one who made you. The book of Hebrews chapter 11. 
Verse 3, the Bible says that by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. The universe, the cosmos, was formed at God's command. Everything, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So then what we see today, what we can feel today, what we can see with our two naked eyes, is as a result of something that was cooked in the realm of the spirit. And that was the word of God. As I'm speaking right now, can you see my word? You can't see my word, but you can hear my word. So that's how the word came to being. That's how you came to being. God said, let us. So even before he created man out of the dust of, this, of the earth, he said, you already existed in eternity in the mind of God. You were locked up in eternity, yet to be manifested physically. That's why the Bible says that before you were clothed of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you. I called you. I chose you. Because he knew what you were called to do. He knew his, his mandate that he had given unto you. Therefore, it's very necessary that you find it. Because if you don't find it, you'll be like somebody who will be beating the air but doing nothing. You'll be like somebody who will be running a race but has no aim. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, it talks about a man. Before you get to the book of Mark, before you get to Mark chapter 5, it talks about an encounter that the disciples of Jesus had on the, I mean, on the sea while they were getting to the other side. And about that, when they got to the other side, there was a man there who was full of legend, who was possessed with demons. Let me tell you, the actual identity of the man was not to be a demon-possessed man, but the actual identity of the man was to be a great evangelist in ten towns. But this man had been, was under captivity. He was being always tortured by the devil. When he, the man had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Bible says that his life transformed. This man who was mad, this man who was cutting himself every day, this man who everybody in the, in the neighborhood was scared of, this man, the Bible says that now they got to him and he was dressed, well dressed, seated at the feet of Jesus and was in his right mind. If you don't have an encounter with God, you will not be in your right mind. Being in the right mind doesn't mean that you are just sound. But being in the right mind is being in that state where you know that this is the journey I am taking. This is where I am going and this is my destination. Beloved, let me tell you. If you leave this earth without pursuing your God's giving purpose on earth, you are the most pathetic person. Let me tell you, no one will exist on this earth for more than a thousand years. Even Methuselah died. So if you are talking about being old, yes, you can grow old, get to 900. Yes, till you will die. But when you die, what's next? People come and people go. People come and people go. Today you will see somebody, tomorrow you may see that person no more. Today you may speak to somebody, tomorrow you may speak to that person no more. Because we are, we are in a journey. We are on a journey and we are just passing through. We are strangers on this earth and every stranger has a purpose for which he or she has come to that place. Today, I was in, I was in the house and I had a disturbing call from Ghana that my father's younger brother, whom who was like a father to me. He would call me, he would encourage me, and 
One thing I loved about him was that whenever I minister, like I'm ministering right now, he's streaming live on Facebook, he'll be the first person to even like. I had a call that he's dead. And it broke me. I wept. I really wept. But one thing I was asking myself was that if he pursued what God had given to him, if he pursued his purpose on earth, that's enough. Because no one will stay on this earth forever. But then if he didn't, then that is pathetic. Have you had an encounter with God? Do you know Jesus Christ? How much of relationship have you built with him? Until you have that encounter with his word, you can never know him. A man was called Saul. Saul looked like a successful and a prosperous man during their time. He was envied by every young man. This man was so powerful that he was able to go and get permission from the high priest to go and kill other Christians. But the day that this man had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Bible said this man's life transformed. And now he knew his purpose. He realized that he was not supposed to be just a Pharisee, but he was supposed to be an apostle to the Gentiles, to their kings, and to the Israelites. <laughs> People have money and they think they have arrived. Be very careful. Money is not the definition of sources. If you have money, it doesn't mean that you, have, you are undertaking God's agenda for your life. If it is money and fame, then there are people who have more money, they have much fame, but when they are dying, they are weeping and they are saying that they wasted their time. So, Solomon had much money. Solomon had much wealth. But yesterday he said that, I have realized that there is nothing new under the sun. Then when you get to the chapter 12 of the book of Ecclesiastes, he said that now the whole, the whole thing is one. Love the Lord and obey his commandments. Keep his commandments because that is it. That is the worth of life. The worth of life, your success is not found in the amount of money you possess in your pocket or the number of dollars you have in your bank account. But it is based on how much you know God and how much you've realized your purpose on earth and how much you're able to work in his purpose. When the father comes, he will not ask you, give me 30 billion US dollars and go and find one of the apartments in heaven and go and relax. The word. The youth of today, we don't have time to read the word. The word of God, the Bible contains the word of God. The word of God contains the mind of God. Anyone who intimates himself or herself with the word of God finds himself in the word of God. The Bible that for now we behold him like in the mirror. As you read the Bible, as you read his word, he begins to reveal your identity through him to you. So you begin to now understand your purpose. You begin to know who you are. And you walk in that, I mean, authority and in that confidence. If you don't know who you are, you walk on earth like a pathetic human being. You are always working as if there is the whole world is against you. But when you know who you are, you walk with confidence. So that we sing this song, I know who I am, by Sinak. I'm walking in power, I'm walking in miracles, I live a life of faith. But that, oh yeah, you can sing it. There's one thing singing with your mouth, there's another thing understanding what you are singing. How much of God's word do you know? Can I submit to you, the amount of God in you determines how much you know yourself. 
the amount of God in you determines how much you know yourself. Therefore, if you don't read the Bible, if you don't intimate yourself with the Word of God, if you don't have time for the Word of God, but you have time for YouTube, Snapchat, you have time for WhatsApp, Twitter, you have time for TikTok and everything, yes, that's how your life will be. Your life will be a social media thing and you will lose sight of that relationship you are supposed to build with God. And you realize that, yes, still, no matter how much you live life, there will still be some emptiness in your heart. But I pray and I prophesy upon your life that that shall not be your, that shall not be your statement in Jesus' name. That no matter wherever you have reached, I pray that may God reveal himself to you like the way he reveals, he revealed himself to Paul. That now when Paul had that encounter, his life transformed. Transformation is found in an encounter with the word of God. It's found in nothing. Let me tell you, you can read many books. You can go to many schools, but let me tell you, if you haven't had an encounter with God's word, you are wasting your time. I have so much to say. God help me. Let me move to the second one. The next one I want to talk about, I think I have to find time and really, because God is impressing so much on my heart. Because, you know, what the devil is doing is that, now the devil has seen that, who the Christian is, is locked up in his word. So then what he will do is that he will make the child of God busy. So in a dispensation where Christians are busy, I am busy to read my Bible. I was so busy, I could not read my Bible in the morning. I had to go to work. When they come home, I'm so tired that I can't read my Bible. When they wake up, I'm so busy, so busy, 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 busy. So because of that, their life has become life of busyness. So the more you become busy, that means that you are giving time. Because if you're not giving time to God, then what are you giving your time to? Because there are two things on earth. It's either you're giving time to God or you're giving time to Mormon or Satan. So if you don't have time to commune with God, know more about Him, learn and read of Him. Your life will be like other people. You never know yourself. The devil will now give you some false identity. And you walk in that identity. That's why people are walking around and they are depressed. That's why people are walking around and they are scared. That's why people are walking around and they think that God has abandoned them. Beloved, can I submit to you? God has not abandoned anybody. That is the voice of the devil. But what he is doing is that he will give you that false impression. He will give you that false statement. Because let me tell you, the Bible says that. That's why we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And they always say, for the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but it is mighty through the breaking down of every stronghold. There are false imaginations. So when imaginations are cast in your mind, then you now take hold of the greatest barrier to humanity is what we think. That's why I love what Deb always say, renew. Renewing your mind. And renewing of mind can never happen if you don't have time for what shall renew that mind. You know, you can, oh, you can say with your mouth, I want to go to, I want to go to downtown. I want to go to downtown. I want to go to downtown and still be standing here. Oh, I want to go to downtown. Next year, you are still standing here. I want to go to downtown. You say you want to go to downtown and you will die standing here saying you want to go to downtown. Until you get up. Find a car and go to downtown. You'll still be in this church. Until you make a move. Until you make a move. God hasn't created Christians to be idle. 
He hasn't created us to just to be sitting down and watching things. But he has created us to be active. That's why he said that, go ye. Ha, have you forgotten? He said it in his word. Am I really reminding you about this? He said that, go ye therefore. It's an action word. Go, go. It's a, oh, it's not an action word. It's a verb. Go. Then he says, stand. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. So that's how our life is. What is your purpose? One time when I was in college, I was praying and God spoke to me and he said that, Albert, I have called you as this. But then even within that apostolic call, I have a specific work for you to do. Then he told me that there are people who just settle on, oh, I know I'm an apostle. Oh, I know I'm a prophet. But have you asked yourself, who, are you a, you're a prophet to where? You're a prophet to what? You're an apostle to where? There are different kinds. You know, the apostolic ministry is a big umbrella. That encompasses different, I mean, segments. Find your place within even the apostolic ministry. So if, if you are here, you don't even know whether you're an apostle, an evangelist, or a pastor. Yours is pathetic. And the one who even knows that he's an apostle doesn't even know who he is, even in the apostolic ministry. Because we are busy. Come to church, I am busy. Come to church on time, I am busy. But then we are not busy to watch movies. We are not busy to talk about things that are useless. We are not busy to have time with other people. But we are busy when it comes to building an intimate relationship with God through his word. When the devil blocks your attention from God's word, he is blocking your identity. Wise up. It's the deception of the devil. The Bible says that for the devil is carnal, he's very cunning, he's very shrewd. Have you forgotten? Eve was living in glory. Eve was not just a mere human being. Eve was a glorified being because Eve could see God and commune with God. But even with all the glory, she was deceived by the devil. Don't take the devil for granted. That's why you must know your adversary. Know him and know how to deal with him. Because if you sit down thinking that, oh, things are just the way you see it. Every day, that's how the world will be for you. And you never progress in life. Your life will always be a life of retrogression. Am I preaching? I came to tell you, I don't know, I had so many to say, but God just wants me to settle on his word. Because that's the genesis of everything. <laughs> if you want to build a house, there's someone called an architect who, who draws the plan of the building. That contains the blueprints of the house. So the blueprints helps you to know everything about the house, even where the staircase is supposed to be, where the garage is supposed to be, where this room is supposed to be, where that room is supposed to be. Assuming you get up and you want to build, because you feel excited, you are so exuberant, you are so excited and zealous, you just get up and start building. You think you end up building what is on the blueprint? Zeal is not enough. Zeal without wisdom will end up in foolishness. Stop saying, I am zealous for God. I am zealous for God, but I don't have time to read this word. If you are zealous for God and you don't know his blueprint for your life, then what are you doing? Because zealous, zealousness is being controlled with purpose. 
So if you have zeal without purpose, that means you have zeal without wisdom, and that will end in foolishness. You will destroy your life early. If Jesus said that the zeal of the Lord has consumed me, he was the word himself. And he never ceased reading the word of God. The reason why now the church is not experiencing that much revival and that much power as in the olden times is this. We have zeal without wisdom. We have zeal, but we don't have time to read this word. So now you are building and you are just building. You haven't constructed. So you are done. So when you are done constructing, then you're like, oh, I need to go and see what actually I was supposed to build. So you now go back. Is that really wisdom? So you go back, you now pick the blueprint and realize that instead of it to be a three-story building, you've, you've built one-story building with some kind of things. Thinking that you've built some house. So now you're now going to break everything down. One thing God is telling right now as a ministry is that there are people who are making some mistake. They need to go back. Go back. If the foundation is wrong, the whole building is useless. Do you know the reason why Jesus took his time to tell his people about what it means to be blessed? What it means to be the light of the world? What it means to have a different mindset compared to the world? And he, later he went on further to talk about being, being the, building on the rock. There are people who are building on the sand. Building on the sand at the end, it will collapse. When the, when the storm comes, when it rains, the building doesn't have that strength. Because one thing I read a little bit about... Um, Building or construction is that the foundation holds the pressure from the building. So if the foundation is not strong enough to hold the building, and there is so much wind blowing and so much water coming, how will the building be able to stand? That's the reason why a lot of people they begin very well, but when things become hard, when things become tough, and when the when the case of this world becomes so much, they can't hold it, and they fall. They are like, that soil that the man planted, that's, he sowed the seed. And due to the curse of this world, it was not able to come up. But can I submit to you, the first thing you need, it's not me. The first thing you need is not a good music. The first thing you need is not a good sermon. The first thing you need is the word of God. I'll be wicked to tell you other things than not to tell you that the word of God. You know, it may sound so basic, but that is why it is called basics. Because if you skip the basics, you are doomed. If you don't know about mass, how can you go and solve linear equation? To go and solve algebra? To end up solving calculus? You can't be kidding me. It can't happen. If you don't know about mass, you can't solve calculus. If you don't know the foundation, you can't build. Go back to the word. God wants to intimate himself with you. God wants to show you great and mighty things. He wants to even show you the depth of his love. He wants to show you how he has, how he has destined you, how, how he has prepared you. I, I believe that Jeremiah didn't know that he was that great a man till, God had that, till he had that encounter with God and God told him, hey, you're not that young. You don't know who I've made you to be. If Saul hadn't had that encounter with God, I, I don't believe he would have had that 13 epistles being written by just one man. 
When we read the book of Corinthians, it is so deep. When we read the book of Galatians, it is so deep. It is, it, it is so deep that even at a point, people reported Paul to Peter. That Peter, please, the things that Paul writes, they are so deep. And Peter even said, yes, I understand. But this man didn't see Jesus physically, but he saw Jesus in a vision. And his life was transformed. Have you seen Jesus? You haven't seen him. Have you had an encounter with his word? I want to just whet your appetite and encourage you. I didn't come to just look down or blast anybody or downplay anybody, but I just came to tell you that God is waiting for you. He's by you and he's within you. He wants you to pick his word. He wants you to consume his word like the manna. Just eat it every day. As you eat it, you'll be building your muscles. As you eat it, you'll be knowing your purpose in life. As you eat it, you'll be... And it doesn't matter how old you are. Who thought that as old as he was, he will, at the age of 85, he could even possess the mountains. But Caleb wanted that mountain and he possessed it. Your age doesn't matter. What matters is the depth of his word in you. Can we be outstanding? Can we be outstanding? Just be on your feet. Shalabanda rindos kaidaha. Rabanda soni karadabason nombrandas kilabos saradasili polakada. Ah, we are just transiting. If you've traveled before, you realize that sometimes if you're going to one country, you go and transit at one place before you get to that destination. Le Barandosa, we are just in transit. This earth is not our destination. This is not our final destination. Hey, I'll be standing here, maybe tomorrow you may not see me again. But if you don't see me again, don't weep as if my life is destroyed. No, I have a better place going. Can you speak to God right now? Ask God, God, what is my purpose on earth? Why did you bring me on this earth? If you don't know, talk to him. Tell him that God, give me that strength to be able to build that relationship with you through your word. I want to intimate myself with your word. I'm tired of myself. Because what we preach, we don't preach the wisdom of this age. Even the kings of this earth, they don't understand what we preach. What we preach is divine. It takes those who are spirit-minded. You can never understand the mind of God until the spirit of God is in you. Because the Bible says that that spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit that resides in us. That means that we have the potential of knowing who he is and knowing who we are in him. Can you talk to Jesus? Say that, Father, I want to know my purpose. I want to know my purpose. I want to know my purpose, oh God. I want to know my purpose, oh God. Just lift up your hands unto him and just talk to him. Just lift up your voice unto him and begin to talk to him. Kalo rada sate hashata. Galabanda, God sent his son. They call him Jesus. He came to love. Malosha kabada. Heal and forgive. He bled and died, Makur, to buy my pardon. 
An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Candosa, because he lives. Halaka, I can face tomorrow because he lives. Yes, Lord, that's our last song we are singing. All fear is gone Because I know Oh, He holds the future And life is worth the living just Because He lives because he lived, I can face tomorrow. Because he lived, all fear is gone. All fear is gone. Because I know, yes, I know he holds. The future and life is what glory, glory, because Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word. Father, we believe that even us who have been recognized and identified our purpose, from tonight we've made up our mind to intimate ourselves with you through your word. Ha. From today, Lord, we are not going back to our old life. But from today, we've made up our mind that, Lord, we will intimate ourselves with your word. We will read your word every day. Your word will be that which will be with us every day, everywhere we go. We will not turn to the left nor to the right, just to your word, oh God. We will seek you in the day. We'll seek you in the afternoon. We'll seek you in the night. And we'll seek you at night. And we know that Lord, you will reveal yourself unto us. In the precious mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed with thanksgiving. Let all saints say amen. amen. God bless you so much. If you need prayers in anything, you can come and we will pray. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.